Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to WCW Retro on this beautiful Thursday night. Um, we'll be talking um, over the edge, and Edge's uh, AEW debut and other maybe shocking returns or debuts um, in pro wrestling. Um, this is your interim host, Howard Morgan, filling in for Stro Maestro as he continues to recover and get better. Um, continue to pray for Maestro and you know, everything that he's going through and the illness that he is battling. And, you know, Stro, if you're listening, man, we love you, brother, and, you know, we miss you. And, you know, I say it each and every week that, you know, we're only just keeping the seat warm until – uh, till your return, and uh, you know we wish you you know a full recovery, brother, and continue to get better. Um, and you know we're anticipating your your return to to this program and to kind of you know captain the ship again. Um, we do have a couple callers lining up. Um, just kind of want to get people's opinions on Edge's return to wrestling, and I was on the internet, on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and other social media sites, and there's various opinions on Edge and his return, Adam Copeland's return to pro wrestling, um, and there, you know, there really is a mixed bag of emotions and feelings towards uh, his return, and what some would consider, you know, jumping ship or uh, maybe betraying WWE. Um, my feeling is, you know, and I, I, I could be wrong, but you know, for for all intents and purposes, these performers are, you know, quote unquote independent contractors. Although they are signed to a contract for an X, you know, X amount of time, and then when that contract's up, they can either renew that contract or seek. Employment somewhere else, it's not unlike, you know, any, most other jobs that you sign contracts for. And my feeling, at least, you know, again, it's just my humble opinion that, you know, I think Edge still has, you know, quite a few years, good years, any, you know, four or five. I mean, I know he's had some injuries and, you know, he is getting what we would consider in the, in the wrestling business, you know, older. But I, do, I still do think he has a draw. I think he's still able to draw money. And honestly, if, you know, WWE had nothing for him, I don't see the issue with him going to what would be considered a competition or, or, or another organization to to work for. And, you know, then there are the opinion that, you know, he, he should have given it up and, you know, how dare he work for anybody else, you know. And so I just want to kind of get, you know, the, your your guys' opinion on Edge's return and, you know, some of your thoughts on other, you know, maybe shocking debuts from one wrestler who was in an organization and left and, you know, went to another one. And, you know, before the Internet, it was much more shocking than it is now. We kind of, you know, really anticipated Edge's shocking return 
and working for AEW when he came out. And I didn't see the whole return, but I did see the first couple of minutes of it. Um, just the, the pop that he got, the ovation that he got, that crowd was so loud when he came out. That shows you that he still has a, a solid fan base. He still is, you know, endeared to a lot of fans out there. And, again, like I said, can still – draw money and I believe, you know, he's still in very good physical condition. He can still go in the ring as they say and I think put on a a very good match and even a match of you know an extended time. I think he can still go twelve, fifteen, twenty, twenty five minutes and give a solid um quality match. Um but you know kinda of wanna get um your thoughts. So we'll we'll jump right into this and take our um um, first caller tonight, um, Granny Holster, how you doing there tonight? Well, Howard, thank you for inviting me to come on. I'm actually not in Arkansas tonight. I'm actually in back in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, my husband, I bring my husband over here this afternoon, and they're going to replace that first drain, pillory drain, tomorrow morning. Um, he had some issues with it, and so they're going to have to do a drain replacement in the morning. So I didn't want to really get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to drive from Arkansas to Tulsa, you know, to be here by 730. So there's a there's a really um, wonderful place here in Tulsa. It's called Hospitality House of Tulsa. Big shout-out to them. Um, I actually used their facility. I used their day room the three weeks that my husband was here in the hospital, you know, to come over to do my laundry. And they have like 13 little apartments that people can stay here when their loved ones are in the hospital here in Tulsa. It's really close. It's just like right around the corner from the hospital where where I got to take him to. So, I mean, all in all, for the most part, I mean, he's doing as well as to be expected, I mean, considering everything that he's been through. Um, we saw the doctor last week, and um, he wasn't quite strong enough to have the surgery yet, so he's got to come back, like, the 24th of this month. Hopefully by then he'll be strong enough that they can go ahead and do the surgery and get everything done and get the tumor out and, you know, do what they have to do to, you know, make sure that he doesn't have any cancer anywhere else. But I mean, the prayers have been stupendous. I mean, everybody, you know, on social media has been praying for us. And, you know, it's just, um, and prayers go to you, Stro. I mean, we miss you, my friend. Uh, it's been forever since I've talked to you. And I hope you're doing well. And we love you all. And we hope you're back really, really soon. Howard's been doing an awesome job filling in for you, by the way. And big shout out to you, Howard. And um, I know I don't always, you know, get to call in all the time, but I, I try I try my best to, you know, call in when I can, but I do appreciate the invitation tonight. And, yeah, I'm excited about Edge coming to AEW. I, I've seen the videos, and I tell you, it was kind of funny when he called Christian Cage out to the ring. I mean, Christian Cage finally came out, and it was like, it was like he'd seen a ghost. Like, he just, I don't think he knew what to expect. And, you know, I'm like you, Edge still has it. I mean, he's still got this. I mean, you know, yes, I know he's had the issues with his neck injury and 
you know, and we thought, you know, everybody thought he wasn't going to be able to ever come back and wrestle, and he did, and, you know, he still got, I mean, he's still got some good years in him. I, I, I'm in total agreement with you on that, my friend. I mean, I, I totally agree that he's still got the ability to be able to put on a good match when he needs to, and I was excited yeah. to see him. I was excited to see him come back. You know, I I, I yeah, thought no. it was very, uh, very heartwarming, very touching, and I was excited yeah. for it. So, yeah, Edge has always been one of my, you know, one of the call newer favorites <laughs> because you know it's, you know, you know Edge is is almost the same age as I am, so you know we've been you know wrestling fans probably the same amount of time, but. You know, thank you for your kind words of saying that I'm doing an awesome job. I'm just doing the best that I can to keep Stroh show, you know, active until that's he all, comes back. That's all. That's all any of us can do, Howard. That's all any of us can do. You know, and I mean, it's just for you to step up and you know take the take the lead, take the reins, you know, to keep this show up and going. I mean, that yeah, that and, takes a lot of time, and and, and, and every. But he doesn't and if for anybody that's never done a podcast or tried to do a podcast, trust me, I have been there. I have done that. I have had to step away from podcasts. I mean, the one I was helping with on Monday nights for a perfect example, I had to step away. My mom, you know, and now my husband. So, you know, and I don't think I'm ever going to go back. And that's okay, you know. I mean, that's that's okay if I don't, you know. But um, there's a lot behind why I stepped away, other than personal issues. You know, my my family comes first, and I consider Absolutely. you all. Fam- I consider you all family. You Brady, you know, Stro, you know, Kathy. In fact, y'all are part of my family. No, I'm not related Even to any of you guys. Even though Brady gives me a hard time when I call in, he gives me grief about turning heel, which is not, Brady, if you're listening, it's never going to happen, my friend. So you can keep dreaming all you want, but Granny is not turning heel, so it's not going to happen. But that being said, you know, when you're part of the wrestling world, that wrestler those wrestlers, those people are your family. And I I have no doubt in my mind, I mean, my friends in Tulsa, for example, they do independent shows called Wrestling for a Cause, and they do shows for kids fighting childhood cancer. And they've even done shows for adults fighting cancer. And God love them, they're going to be stepping up December 2nd, and they're going to be doing a show for my husband and I to help us out. So, you know, God love my wrestling family for that because um, I don't know what I would do without them. No, and and, and that's fantastic that, you know, the, the family steps up and do really, you know, what family should do. And that's why, you know, I kind of reached out to you because I kind of wanted to give an update on your husband, but I didn't have all the details. I certainly didn't want to give any misinformation out there. Um, oh, you're you know, fine. I'd rather get you're it fine. free from you. So I'm, I'm, you know, so I'm very happy that you called in, um, you know, to to be part of this. And you know, and you know, we'll you know we'll continue to pray for Dave and and for you and you know through this entire process, you know, and, until he until he is 
you know, kind of back on his feet the same way we would pray for Stroh and really anybody else that, you know, is out there listening that has, you know, a need, you know, I, I believe in prayer, you know, I, you know, whatever your faith is, it is, but I do believe, you know, in in the power of prayer. Yeah. We all know who the great physician is and believe me, prayer is more powerful than you can imagine. I mean, you know, he's lost close to probably close to 30 pounds. And, you know, he's just now starting to kind of get his appetite back. I mean, they're wanting to do like a high-protein, low-fat diet for right now. You know, they've got him drinking three protein shakes a day, you know, to get his strength up. And that's that's what we're shooting for. So we're shooting for the end of October to hopefully be able to do the surgery. So... But, you know, the prayers have been awesome. They've been amazing, um, you know, but getting back on track to the topic at hand, you know, yes, I was very happy to see Edge come out. And I um, I just, I was, but I, like I said, I love the expression on Christian Cage's face when he called him out because it looks like he'd just seen a ghost, like... Okay, <laughs> like why are you why are you here? You know, and you know, and right. I know I know Cage thought Cage thought you know that he was going to take the chair and you know help him out or whatever you know, and totally, totally you know Edge turned you know he was there for Sting and Darby Allen and like okay you know that's what you get Christian Cage for. You know, sticking your nose in where it don't belong and whatever else you do, you know, you turn with your right. you know, on Jungle Boy, you know, now Jungle Boy, Jack Perry's heel, I guess. I guess he's still heel. But, you know, I mean, I had the opportunity to get to meet Jungle Boy at WrestleCon when I went to WrestleMania 38, you know, with my, my friend and my family, you know, which that was. That was, and I even got a chance to talk to Christian Cage, you know, which was quite an honor, you know. But, um, right, you know, you know, you know how Granny feels about the heels, you know. So, with with all of your years of watching wrestling, is there another kind of debut that kind of you know was like the wow factor for you? I mean, again, with the with the with the growth of the internet, it becomes less and less shocking. Um, you know, we all anticipate, oh, yeah. you know, Edge well, going to and, AEW, but is there, is there another think, event that you I can recall? When, I, I think just for example, I think, you know, when Cody Rhodes came back to WWE, you know, after being gone for so long, you know, when he was part of the Rumble, you know, and, and he made the appearance at the Rumble and he came back to WWE, that was kind of a, I don't think a lot of people were expecting that, you know, so that was kind of a nice surprise, you know. Um, I've never had the opportunity to get to meet Cody, but, you know, I, I got to share a funny story with you uh, and the listeners out there. Um, you know, I'm pretty good friends with Ron Simmons, you know, and Bobby Fulton, and I had the opportunity to get to pick them up and take them to a wrestling show in Arkansas, Um a few months ago, back in July of this year. And, you know, Ron was, you know, the stories that him and Bobby were telling when we were driving down to go to the show, to the event that day. I just was so blessed and so honored to be able to have gotten to do that because I'm just a fan. 
I'm, I'm, and I have been called a super fan because of how much I enjoy wrestling and how much I, I try to make it fun for all the fans. You know, I mean, the heroes, right. they get in my face. I holler right back at them. They tell me, sit down and shut up before I break a hip. Or they'll say, don't you have a curfew with the nursing <laughs> home granny? You know, I'm like, well, if you think you're man enough to make granny sit down and shut up, why don't you go ahead and try? But it's not going to happen. And he was telling this to Bobby and I. He said, you know, Granny, he says, I could have seen you back in the day. Dusty Rhodes would have absolutely loved you. I could have seen you walk into the ring with Dusty, you know, and he was doing his Dusty Rhodes impersonation. You know, tell us all about it, Granny Baby. You know? <laughs> I mean, I can't do Dusty Rhodes. I mean, I can't even come close to doing an impersonation of Dusty, and I'm not even going to try God love him, God rest his soul. But, um, you know, just, you know, I was really happy to see Cody come back to WWE, you know. And I tell you, WWE lately just has been really, really good to watch. And I loved the segment the other night when uh, Miz had Drew McIntyre out on Miz TV. And he kept calling Miz shut up. Miz shut up, you know. And I, I absolutely because I am not a Miz fan. I do not like Miz. I, I, I don't. I, my, my friend that I went to WrestleMania with. I mean, he was part of NXT back in the day. You know, he was like a manager type person. You know, so I guess he's known Miz for quite a while. And he talks to Miz about me, you know, he mentions, you know, and he'll say, and Miz will say, oh, how's Granny doing, you know, and and, and I guess Granny Holster has become quite popular around the NXT, you know, WWE. <laughs> I, I guess uh, people have mentioned my name quite frequently, you know, so I don't know where that's all going to, but... You know, and I guess Miz had made a comment to my friend about asking what I thought of the segment. And, uh, you know, and he said, well, she probably just sat there and laughed about the whole thing. And I did. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. You know, and then, like I said, last week, you know, he, you know, Drew came out and canceled it, Miz TV, and Miz got mad. Shut up, Miz. And they ended up having a match. And, here Miz is wrestling in that thousand or however much that suit cost that he had on that night. He's actually in the ring wrestling in his suit instead of his wrestling gear. I'm not sure what I would ever say to Miz if I ever really got the opportunity to ever meet the guy. I'd have to really think about that one long and hard. You know, I'd probably say, shut up, Miz. <laughs> You, you you would probably say, Miz, can I please be your manager? Is probably what you would say. No, I, I don't think I would want to be Miz's manager. No, I, I don't think I would want to be Miz's. I would probably end up saying, "Shut up, Miz," you know, just like Drew McIntyre did. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm excited to you know to to have. I don't even know if we can keep calling him Edge, you know, but that's. You know, that's, you know, how we know him, and that's kind of where he kind of endeared himself to the fans and is, you know, as Edge. So, you know, he'll always be, to me, he'll always be Edge, you know, whether he goes mm-hmm. by Adam Copeland or Adam, whatever he, 
you know, and, and, and Chad Whether Cowley Whether he comes up him. with the rated R superstar, yeah. I mean, you know. Right. He's, yeah, in he's, my book, he's always, always going to be Edge, the rated R superstar. I mean, it just, it's amazing right. what what he has accomplished over all these years. Yeah. Well, well speaking of rated R, you know, Granny, I, I, I put you on first to kind of kick the show off, and I'm not sure if you would consider our next caller family, but we're going to bring on the infamous <laughs> rat boy. I have a feeling I know who you're talking on, about. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Oh, boy, I'm telling you what, man. <laughs> Granny, my treasure is going out boy. to you guys. Hi, rat my, boy. My treasure is going out to you guys right now, okay? I appreciate it. I hope everything works okay with, with your husband. I appreciate it. Okay. And um, so, last so spring, give me your thoughts on, on Edge's return. Put it this way. The way Chris Jericho looked at him when he first showed up there. Oh, boy. You seen your eyes on him? No, that, yep. I, that I didn't see. But, oh. you know, I have to go back to watch it. It was an interview with Chris Jericho and Amaga. Okay, Omega, Omega, whatever his name is, you know. Kenny Omega. Kenny, yeah, Kenny in. Omega. Yeah, Omega. He just popped in, and Chris Jericho, oh, my God, his eyes just popped out. <laughs> he said, how you doing, Chris? <laughs> you know, shook his hand and all. Then, then Kenny was going, let me shake your hand, you know. He didn't want to shake his hand <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I can see so, what's so going what to go. Go ahead. I, I, think, I think it was a good move for Edge, okay? I think once they got, they got, uh, he, he got retired from there, now he can go back and do it one more time with Christian, but Christian don't want to do it. Now, now, I, now I can see what's going to happen, okay, at this pay-per-view when they have it. Okay, or, or maybe uh, Friday next week or something like that. I think Chris Jericho is going to help uh, Edge out. I could see that. And you think he's going to side with Edge? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, you know, the, the one thing we can say about pro wrestling is, you know, you can almost never say never. So, <laughs> you know, any, mm-hmm. anything is definitely possible. Um you know, in, in the world of professional wrestling. Right, because because I got something that might be impossible, okay, but I'm not sh- I'm going to say it, it. It could be a spoiler alert, okay, because I got one, two, maybe three possible returns. Okay, we're talking about AEW, okay. okay. The biggest pop is going to be at AEW. Okay, at full gear, she might show up no other than Sasha Banks. Ah. Yeah, I've heard that's a possibility. Yeah, I've heard that's a possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility because she did uh, mention it that, oh, my schedule's free, you know, just just tune in and find out. That's what what she said on the broadcast. uh, Earlier today. 
because she was on this broadcast today, talk, talking about, you know, somebody said, oh, you're going to come to uh, full gear. And she, that's what she said. You got to check my schedule. I might show up. Okay. Now, okay. now when I was looking at, and when I was looking at, Ed, right. No, listen. You know, I, I would be, I would be surprised, but it wouldn't be like surprising. You know, like, like a, you know, I can't believe that happened because it is, you know, the world of pro wrestling. Um, but when I was yep. kind of reading over Edge's debut and and leading up to that. You know, and again, there was lots of opinions out there, you know, on the internet. And listen, everybody's allowed their own opinion. And listen, if your opinion varies from supporting Edge, you know, I I, I would definitely entertain that and and want to hear your opinion. But he was getting really roasted by a lot of people, especially on Instagram, for you know listening to his daughter say go have you know go have fun or or go be with Uncle Jay or whatever talking yep, about Christian yep, King. That's what he said. And, got, and they were. They were like roasting him about that, and I, you know, I have you know three daughters myself, and if they're you know that young age where they're kind of giving you you know almost a little bit of wisdom, yeah, I might want to you know not only make my daughter happy by going with you know who she sees as her uncle, you know now her dad and her uncle are on the same television program, you know, I to me that that would definitely be a a factor in my decision on whether I go do whatever I'm going to go do, you know, and you can call that what it is, but that's just a, a father trying to, you know, make his daughter happy at the end of the day. And that's all that is, at least in my opinion, that's all that is. And I applaud him for that. I really do. But like yeah. I said, I think he's got a lot of good years left. I think he's probably got a, at least a solid four years, you know, as long as he stays relatively injury-free. I think he's got a good, you know – three to four years of making a good run, you know, with AEW. I don't know how long of a contract he signed or whatever. I didn't I didn't look for the specifics for that, but I definitely see him making a a big impact in AEW and and you know, doing a lot of good things and a lot of memorable things, whether he's against Christian Cage or with him or, you know, a combination of, of the both, you know, because we all know that, you know, you know, friendships are, you know, come and go in, in the world of, you know, at least in front of the camera, come and go in the world of professional wrestling. So, you know, I would like to see them at least maybe together, you know, for a, a little run before Edge decides to finally hang it up and, and call it quits. I think that would be like the, the cherry on top of the, the ice cream, you know, of, of Edge's career, you know, glorious career, you know, that he's had because I think he's had a remarkable you know, run in WWE, and he succeeded, you know, very well in that business. <clears throat> but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but you got another one that'd be coming in, too, Matt Riddle, if he uh, clears it, you know. Matt Riddle would be coming in AEW. <laughs> right. So, so Rathboy, prior to, to Edge's debut, and um, Granny already brought up, you know, Cody's return at the Rumble, What's a, a a shocking return that you saw, you know, in your time watching pro wrestling? I got a couple that I have. I'm I'm just waiting to hear. You want me to tell you? you? Know, from everybody the else. biggest shocking yep. news? It just happened. Okay. The Rock. The Rock shows up. 
That, 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 did, that did surprise me a little bit. That surprised I was, I was me, too. I happy to see the Ross Act. Because if I've been talking about when he's going to show up, when is it, and they say, oh, he ain't never going to show up, look at him. He showed up. Yeah, and, and they talked about that for, gosh, I might be wrong, but give or take for two years now, the WrestleMania yeah. is, and you know, every, it seemed like every pay-per-view that was coming down the road that had something to do with Roman Reigns, they threw the rock thing. I, mean, I don't know if that was just to generate buzz or viewership or whatever, but it worked. They kept the well, I got and a big buzz. They kind of kept dangling that carrot in front of us that the rock is coming back, and then he finally did. Which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the other night. I love the other night when LA Knight came out to help John Cena against Solo and Uso. I thought that was pretty cool when he came out and ended up signing the contract. And he's him and Cena's going to be partners. Uh, yeah, that's, and you know what I like about that? That's a match I want to see. That that. L.A. Knight was so matter-of-fact when he came out. He came out and he did what he did and almost immediately opened the the folder up, signed the contract, and left. And we're left mm-hmm. with that, that, oh, my God, there was no embrace. There was no hug. There was They didn't walk off together. L.A. Knight came in, signed it, kind of threw it back to John Cena. John Cena was, was shocked that it happened, and and he walked off. and. Just like um, I watched the end of Raw when when Johnny Gargano came back out, mm-hmm. and that's how Raw ended. There was yep. no no embrace. There was it, they they kind of and that, and that takes me back to when I used to watch Worldwide Wrestling, the old NWA out of when it was Mid Atlantic, and mm-hmm. the match was was just getting like it, you know it was kind of getting a little chaotic. Is it going to end? And then they would just cut the program literally with just a minute or two left in the match, which made you now have to tune in next week to see what happens. To happened. find out so what happened. Yep. Yeah. And, and now, I, you know, I'm interested to watch Raw next week because I want to see what happened between um, Tommaso and, and Gargano after the cameras went off. Now they've gotten well, into right, right. watching Right. Such, that was such a grueling match between him and and Gunther. I mean, I honestly thought there was a couple times that he was actually going to beat him. I mean, I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, this was just. I mean, the prime. I mean, from the time that bell rang until you know he lost that match. I mean, it was just like nonstop. I mean, it could have went either way, and it just. It was it was a good match. I mean, and then like I said, Johnny Gargano come out, and you know, and I just like, wow, you know, here we go. I mean, better buckle up your yeah, seatbelt, people, because the ride's gonna start. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, you know, I I don't want to apologize for what I said for Raw because Granny the last probably two weeks prior. To Raw, these last two Rawls, I was really critical of Raw because I I sat down and I, I watched like three Rawls in a row and three of them in a row that they had probably 25 or 30 minutes of hyping up either SmackDown or what happened on SmackDown or what happened last week on Raw 
went to a commercial, advertised something else. So, and then, you know, Seth Rollins comes out and cuts a 20-minute promo, which I think is about 18 minutes too long. And then finally, by like, so Raw started at, at what, 8 o'clock? By 8.40, their first God. match came on. And I'm thinking, if I'm sitting there, I'm not getting a wrestling match for 40 minutes into mm-hmm. a, a, a ticket that I bought. And they only had five matches in a three-hour time span. And I'm like, that is entirely too little action. And a lot of it was talking behind the scenes. And I get it. We, you need that because you need to, to continue to tell the story. But, you know, we need to go back to the old, you know, Dusty Rhodes and, and Ivan Koloff and Ric Flair interviews where they were two, three minutes. They made their point and, and it was done. And in, even in the three minutes, you could have had a fight. You could have had a melee where it's broken up and the interview was cut short. But it seemed like for a couple of weeks, Raw was, was dragging that out over 15, <clears throat> 20, 25 minutes. And it, it, to me, it just made it unwatchable. Thank God I recorded well, it and I could fast forward through most of it. You brought you brought up Seth Rollins. What did you all think about Shinsuke Nakamura showing up in the ring and basically taking out Rollins like you did and, you know, because that you know they've got that last man standing match you know and everything and we all know Rollins is back has been causing him a lot of problems here lately. Yes, you know. Right. I mean, what did you all what did you all think of what did you all think of of that? Because I mean, that's going to be a grueling match. I right. mean, Go ahead, Rocco. I'll let you answer and then and then I'll chime in. I know, you know, the way that he was talking on the um, screen, all of a sudden he jumps in the ring. I said, oh, man, I, I think Brown's going to lose it. This I do, too. I mean, I really do. I mean, Rollins is really going to have to step his game up if he wants to keep that title belt after what happened the other night. Right, and, and I think that, and that was, to me, that was an extended promo, but that one needed to be because it needed yeah. to set the stage for Rollins' bad back. He got up twice, mm-hmm. you know, before the 10 count. And on the third time, of course, Nakamura is now counting live, and, and he sped it up. But I think it it definitely laid the groundwork for me wanting to watch Seth Rollins and, and Nakamura go to a last-man-standing match. Um, and I'm kind of torn. I mean, my heart wants to see Seth Rollins retain the title. I just... I don't like Nakamura. I don't. I don't think he's a very good promo. I think he's good with Seth Rollins and what he's doing. But as as a champion to wear the title, I don't. I don't know how much interest that draws. Um, yeah, I I, but, I know, agree with it, you on that. I agree with you on that. I really do. But are you know are they setting the stage for, you know, because Rollins does have a legitimate back injury. You know, is he? you know, looking to take some time off or whatever it is, but he's in trouble, whether, however this turns out. it's And that is going to be a a surprisingly grueling match, I think, between the two of them, kind of like what Gunther and and Tommaso was. And I think that, that Intercontinental title match on Raw was one of the better matches that Raw has had in quite a few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. It was a great you know match. Why? Back and forth. You know why? Part. Because the writers are back. Tell me. All the writers are back. 
The writer's strike well, is I, I no longer. That, I, I just think it goes to Gunther and Tommaso being very physical kind of guys, and I think that they can they can handle that kind of punishment. And you know, and I really liked it, and you know, I liked how they're going to incorporate Gargano. Now it's really Gargano and Tommaso against Imperium, you know, which could be all three of them, you know, at at, at one point. Um, and really set the stage for a, a good feud, you know, between the five of them, however you want to interchange it. Um, probably, you know, probably all the way to WrestleMania. Um, oh, where, you absolutely. And I can see Gunther losing to Tomasa in what could be a return match, you know, for the Intercontinental title. I think they can build it that long. It's got that much momentum and interest. They can build this thing all the way to WrestleMania and, and have a really good Gunther Tommaso match that could go probably 25 minutes, and that match would probably feel like it's five minutes long because of how, how well these two guys work together. Absolutely. But the, 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 the one of the shocking things that, that I remember watching, you know, especially during the Monday Night Wars, was when Lex Luger showed up in WCW, you know, yeah. almost the same night he was supposed to be on Raw. And I think it was the Mall, yeah. of, Amer- the Mall of America or someplace big that he just kind of walked down to the crowd and made it appear. And that place went nuts. That yep. place really, it kind of blew the roof off of that. And that, to me, that, and that was still early on in the internet. There was rumors that he might be leaving, you know, but he was still kind of, tied to WWF at the time, you know, could he really go to WCW, Could you know, and, you know, then, and then he shows up. And, yeah. and that was like an oh my gosh kind of kind of moment that, you know, when, when we talked about shocking returns or debuts, you know, that would be, you know, one of the ones that, you know, we talked about for quite a while. You know the shocking news for me? You want me to tell you? What's that? Yeah. Alright, when they came down was in a ring. Okay. All of a sudden they showed a picture mm-hmm. of uh WCW. Shane McMahon was there. That bought the company. Not his uh, dad. Yes. Right, because yeah, that ain't that, man signed the contract. <laughs> right, because what it is that I got I used to have two magazines, one with McMahon on it saying that he bought WCW. But in the same magazine, okay, a different cover would change what the, what the company. Right. Yeah, the no, team, that was very same nice. magazine. I didn't expect that. And the show together. <laughs> they had the same articles yeah, I, and all those. I said, oh, wow, you know, what, what's going on here? That was shocking news to me yeah. when Shane McMahon showed up there. Yeah, when when and I remember Vince selling that and saying, "Yes, you know, I now own, you know, billionaire Ted and and and, and all of these guys." And then, boom, Shane McMahon comes on the jumbotron and says, "You're right, a McMahon did buy WCW, but it was mm-hmm. Shane McMahon that bought it." And yes. that really just set a buzz, not only through wrestling, but that made kind of national. National news. It was. I remember being on Sports Center. It was on the local news here. So it, it did bring 
wrestling again into, you know, you know, mainstream media and pushed it, you know, to the front and, you know, made it, you know, kind of cool again to be a wrestling fan. And, you know, I, I will always, you know, remember that, you know, you know, for a long time. And I did forget about it a little bit, but then when you reminded me, it's like, it just all came back. You know, I watched it that night because I was interested to see what, and my interest was not, not even thinking that Shane could buy it, but what is Vince McMahon going to do with, you know, all of these wrestlers now? How is he going to get these guys integrated into, you know, one, one company? And now you have it, essentially two, two separate companies now that can do battle with each other. And I thought that was fantastic television. Actually, three. Three companies. Three. ECW. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ECW is still coming, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I didn't forget about ECW, but I wasn't thinking that because, you know, when I think of the, the Monday Night Wars and the, and the whole buying, I think of WWE and WCW, you know, getting getting purchased. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that it, it, was, it was really, really great and, and – made for, you know, watchable television, you know, but I am interested to see where kind of WWE goes from here. I'm, I will probably now watch a little more AEW than I used to. I kind of just catch it here or there because there's so much wrestling on it. It almost fills up my DVR and I have a hard time between traveling for work and, and everything else I got going on, you know, to, to kind of watch it all and take it all in. Like, like Granny said, you know, I, listen, I love what I do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, you know, when I when I can't be on, like I wasn't able to come on Tuesday. Um, and then sometimes on Thursdays I, I can't make it because I'll be traveling or whatever whatever the issue is. But I kind of miss not doing it, you know. But it is, it is you know, it is, it is work. You have to put some time in. You have to kind of stay current with everything that's going on and so that we have kind of intelligent conversations. And, you know, and, and I'm thankful for, for you, Rapway and Granny, for calling in. It's kind of helping me, you know, get through our our time tonight to, to kind of make yes. it entertaining for everybody. Right. And, you know, if you do want to call in, the number is 914-338-1885. <laughs> um, you know, we'd be happy to take your call. And, and here there, there's still one caller that's, that's waiting to hang with me. You know, I'll get to you. Um, but, you know, we're we're kind of gaining momentum here and, talking about debuts and um, one of the debuts that I thought was really, really good was um, when Vader came out, was it 1990-ish? Um, we yeah. made a WCW debut and he had yeah. that big black mask kind of thing on. Mm-hmm. I don't even know kind of what it, like a mastodon kind of of mask and it smoked and it, you know, mm-hmm. and here's this, you know, giant of a man coming down and, you know, he weighed, you know, 350, 400 pounds, but he moved around like he weighed 200 pounds. And I remember watching, yeah, I remember watching Vader in the old AWA when he was Leon Vigable White, and he was, he was a big guy then, and he could move, but I never saw him as, you know, Vader and, and that whole persona that he had, you know, and he went over to Japan and 
had incredible matches in Japan, you know, and came to the United States and, and again, had incredible matches, um, was a great, you know, WCW champion. I thought it was great that they, they teamed him with Harley Race. You know, I, I love Harley Race. He's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And one of, one of the remember, dying breed of... I remember several years ago, my husband and my son and I, we actually went to Oklahoma City for an independent show um, and where Vader and his son was actually wrestling there that night, and that was one of the last times that... Um, because I don't remember what year Vader actually passed away. I can't remember now. I've just totally drawn a blank. But uh, we got the opportunity to meet him and his son at that independent wrestling show in Oklahoma City, and that was a lot of fun for us. So that was an honor, you know, to have actually got to meet both of them at that time. Yeah, he passed in 2018. So it's only been yeah. five years. But, I mean, it seems like he's yeah. been gone forever. And I don't remember you know, what year that was. We were at that independent show, but it, I want to say it was probably maybe four years, maybe five years before he passed. So, you know. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, I, I love Vader. I, I thought he was a great big man. Um, I think he, he he got a little bit of a bad reputation because of, of how stiff he was, but that's just who he was, you know, and Stan Hansen was that way. And I remember, um, I don't know if it was Jim Cornette, somebody was talking on their podcast, it might have been Arn Anderson, talking about Stan Hansen had to wear eyeglasses, you know, but, of course, not in the ring. And when he took his eyeglasses off, he was almost as blind as a bat. Like, he he didn't have the, the 20-20 vision that, you know, you would think he had. And for him to be that limited, he still put on incredible matches. And sometimes they, they said, you know, you would get hit with a, a very stiff forearm or a clothesline because he, he might have thought you were a little further away than what you were and you were actually closer. Um, so you took a lot of the impact. Um from Stan Hansen, but you never dared say anything to him because no, I think, you know, Stan Hansen and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and guys like Terry Funk are legitimately like crazy. Like they were crazy guys, mm-hmm. you they know, were. and they were, you know, and, and they're the last of, and I'm just, I'm not taking anything away from the guys that are in the business today, but, you know, back in the, you know, from, from the earliest days of, televised pro wrestling going back to the 40s and 50s through probably the mid-80s, these guys were legitimate tough guys. That You know, they, they, they could put on a show, you know, in the ring and, and not, you know, seriously hurt somebody. But outside the ring, if you messed with him, you got your behind kicked. There was no doubt about oh, it. you yeah. were getting your behind kicked if, if you tried these guys. You yeah. know, so, you know, to me, that that older generation, you know, will always be kind of special to me because, you know, because of how how tough they were and I remember, you, know, what, you know, what they were able to do. I remember my husband and I went to a show in Harrison, Arkansas for uh, Mid-States Wrestling, and it was one of Jason Jones's legend shows that he always did quite frequently, and he had Cowboy Bob Orton there. And 
well, you you know how Granny is about the heels, you know, and everything. And he literally <laughs> stops, like, right in the middle of the match. And he gets in the corner of the ring, and he stands there, and he puts his his fist on his hips. And he stomps his foot, and he starts shaking his finger at me. He says, Granny, I thought we were friends. I said, we are. He says, then why are you booing me? I said, because you're not being a very nice boy right now, Bob Orton. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he just literally just stopped in the middle of the match and just like, you know, starts shaking his finger at me. I mean, I, and I remember, and I remember Bobby Eaton. You know, I was friends with beautiful Bobby Eaton, God rest his soul. You know, when traditional championship wrestling ran in Arkansas, and Brian Thompson was his booking agent, and we were at another Mid State show and. He's like, Granny, what are you doing here? I said, Brian Thompson, shut up. I didn't come to see you. I came to see Bobby. And Bobby says, yeah, Brian, <laughs> leave Granny alone or I'm going to have to hurt you. <laughs> you, you know, you, you talk about the, the 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 performer interacting with the fans, and mm-hmm. I don't know who was telling the story, but it was the, the Midnight Express against the Rock and Roll Express, which is probably one of my most uh, favorite feuds of tag mm-hmm. team wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And Bob, absolutely. Bobby Eaton, Bobby Eaton had Ricky Morton in a headlock, and they were just, of course, they were punishing Ricky Morton because that's what they do. And Ricky, like, you could see, you could, I think it might have been Jim Cornette because he said you could see, like, the desperation in Ricky's face <laughs> and the anguish and the pain that he was going through, and he's trying to crawl to the ring and Cornette's standing there, and Ricky's looking at, like, two younger girls that were literally in the front row, and all he mouthed was, help me. And Jim Cornette looked over at these two girls, and they started crying because Ricky asked for their help, and there was nothing that they could do. And to me, you, you as, as Ricky Morton and even Bobby Eaton have now sold those two fans on everything that you're doing, and now you've included them in that, and to me, those two girls will probably never forget. If they forget everything else in their life, they will never forget being at that show. They can probably name the date, the time, and everything they were doing that night. And to me, that's that, that's you know the the appreciation I have, you know, for pro wrestling and, and the things that these guys do. Literally, you know, seven days a week, you know. Yeah, we were at a, a we were at an independent show here in in Arkansas somewhere, and it was um, the name of the company was called Arkansas Pro Wrestling (APW), and um, this one guy he was a he was a black guy he comes out. His name was Wild Wade Chisholm, and he was always the bad guy. And he's like, and this was before my husband and I got married. I mean, we were still dating at the time. We weren't even married yet. And he says, oh, baby, he's not the man for you. You don't need that man. You know, I'm, and I just looked at him, and I stuck my tongue out. And he's like, me. You know? And he started to crack a smile. And then he started getting, oh, I'm going to get. I said, oh, I'm so scared. You know, and these girls, like. They didn't realize that we were friends with him, you know, right? And so it's like, and their eyes got really big when he started getting mad at me. He says, like, 
weren't you scared of him? I said, I don't know. I said, he's nothing but a big, wimpy, whiny baby. I said, he ain't worth my time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> after the show, Wade came up to me. He says, Granny, he says, you almost made me break. I said, I know. I said, I don't know what in the world possessed me to do it. And then there was another guy. His name was Kino, big Samoan guy. I mean, he was like big. And and he comes out and he, he hollers at me, what, are, what do you think you're doing here? Who's that man you're with? Why is my son here? And I looked at him and I, I said, oh, man, I've got to get in character here. So I'm like, your son? I said, this is my son. He says, no, he's my son. Look at his fat belly. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like going on and on and on. So we were at another show. We were at a different show, and he says, Red River Jack, I'm going to take your wrestlers, and I'm going to take your business, and I'm going to take your woman. And he says, because, and he pointed to me, he says, because I've already had her, and he's over there waving at me, making googly eyes at me, you know, and, you know, <laughs> smiling at me, and, you know, and I'm just like, oh, dude. I said, really, are you kidding me? But one of the funnest, funniest stories, um, Angel Medina was at Arkansas Pro Wrestling one night. And, of course, I, it was before I had my first knee replacement, so I was having to walk with a cane, you know. And I had my cane with me that night. And he's picking on this sweet little old lady in the front row, you know, and talking about hillbilly people, you know, no teeth, you know, just making fun. And I said, Angel, I said, why don't you leave that sweet little woman alone? And why don't you come pick on somebody your own size? Why don't you come pick on Granny? And so we were doing this tug of war thing with my cane. <laughs> during the match, <laughs> you know, and I mean, I, I, I loved messing with Angel Medina back in the day, you know, I mean, just back in the day, I mean, you know, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer used my cane on Matt Revere at, at the last TCW show they did in Arkansas, and he just grabbed it out of my hand, and they're like, oh my God, he's got Granny Holster's cane, and it was one of those ones that folded up. So it looked uh-huh. like he broke it, and everybody, I mean, right. the crowd's just going wild when he grabs my cane and, you know, and and he comes and brings, you know, he, he takes it and, you know, twists the cane down on Matt's chest and stuff. Oh, my God, he's going down to the nether regions. And then he takes the handle and he tucks it up under Matt's tights, and he pulls up on the cane and gave him a wedgie and made him start hopping like a bunny <laughs> rabbit, you know. <laughs> And he, and Tommy That's comes great. over and he says, Granny, he says, you might want to sanitize this cane. It's really stinky right now. <laughs> you know, and the guys in the back were just dying laughing because, because the traditional championship wrestling, they did TV tapings. And to this day, they still show the old TV tapings down in Little Rock on the TV station down there. So they quit running in 2013. So here we are 10 years later. And I still, to this day, I still have people come up and say, hey, aren't you that lady from TCW? Aren't you Granny Holster, you know? And, I mean, it's, you know, if somebody would have told me, Howard, like 25-plus years ago when I got this nickname that it would have stuck with me like it has over these years, I would have told them they were absolutely nuts. (laughs) But I have been, I mean, and one of my wrestling, one of my independent wrestling friends, he made a comment one time on Facebook, 
He says, it's funny when you get a better pop and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. And so it came up like as, you know, one of those memory type things on Facebook. And he made the comment, still very true today. You know, you mentioned the name Granny Hulkster and everybody knows who this woman is. And I mean, it's like when I went to WrestleCon, when I went to for WrestleMania 38, we went to WrestleCon. The professional wrestlers like Ricky and Robert and Jim Duggan that and Rikishi, they all knew me and they were, you know, really happy to see me. But the ones that had never met me, like we walked in the door and Godfather was like at that first table. And he and I of course I had my original Granny Holster shirt. What you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy? And he says, Oh, Granny Holster, I like that, you know, and I mean and the people from Fight T V they did an interview with me. And I'm really upset at myself right now because since I've been home, I've been trying to do a lot of cleaning and stuff like that. I can't find my original Granny Hulkster shirt. And I'm like oh, thinking, oh, my God, have I did I accidentally throw that away when I was – getting rid of some stuff the other day and I'm like I have been I have I have found my TCW Granny Holster shirt I have found my other Granny Holster shirt I have my WFC Granny Holster shirt but do you think I can find that original one and I am like beside myself and I'm thinking to myself oh my god if I did something with that shirt I am actually I'm actually going to be heartbroken because I will the only I mean the only thing is I'll have memories of that shirt and that's all I'll have it if I can't find it and I'm like absolutely heartbroken like right now like oh my god what have I done with that shirt and I'm thinking oh, oh god I hope I I hope I hope I didn't accidentally <laughs> you know when I was taking my god my shirt, shirt hanging up in a closet. That's where it is. Yeah, that's right. Every time when yeah, I, I hope it's hanging every up. Every time when I go out. And... Well, I'm, I'm, I, see, I, I've been going through so much stuff, right, boys, since, since I've had my husband home from the hospital because he can't do a lot mm-hmm. of stuff right now. So I'm having yeah. to do everything. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, if I've asked, if I absolutely got rid of that shirt by mistake, I am going to, I am going to be devastated. Oh, I got a story. Pray, pray, pray that I find it. <laughs> I got a story to tell you. Oh, you have yesterday. Oh. Yesterday, right? My buddy called me downstairs. Okay, I live in a uh, a kind of high rise building here. He called. He called me up down. He said, uh, "I said, what do you want?" He said, um, "I need help helping this uh, move somebody in." I said, "Okay, right." What happened was that the lady, her son, right, was at the truck. I went right to the truck. He turned around and said, Yo, rap boy, what's up? How you been? We haven't seen you in years. Wow. <laughs> oh, what you see me? I saw, I saw you wrestle Superfly Snooker back in the day. <laughs> And, and wow. going off to my uh, to, to my buddy here that knows me, right? I went to school with. So yeah, here's the he he Rapboy had it in him. I'm telling you what, in the back in the day, now 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 he's here in a uh, in an old age home now. I said, 
hey, never say never. I'm ready to go back in one more time. I told him that. <laughs> he said, you got to <laughs> let me know. <laughs> and I, wow. told him I still got it. Well, I, helped me, um, move in. I helped his mom move in. Nice. Very nice. Let me um, yeah, get to this yeah. caller real quick. Uh, 314, you're on WCW Retro. Hey. Hey, hey. Girl, what's going on? Not much. Just chilling. Just in here listening to what yeah. y'all was talking about. Well, how, how you been? You been good? Yeah, I've been okay. Just been hanging in there. Trying to get things ready for my daughter's uh, homecoming dance. This will be her first time tomorrow. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love homecoming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this weekend, Brady, Brady Hickey's going to show up at my place. We're going to be partying out all, all weekend. You and Brady going to be partying? <laughs> oh, wow. That could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right here in my place. <laughs> so, you know, we, I mean, we talked about some dead years and, and edges thing um, to bring it kind of, you know, into, you know, kind of what's coming up. We have Fastlane coming up, what's it, this Saturday, right? Yes. Um, and it looks like there's there's five so far five matches announced five for, matches um, five matches yes yeah. so Gray I'm going to give you the rundown you know we'll go over each match and then you know I'll, I'll let you kind of see what your opinion is on the match you know win or loser and then we'll kind of toss it to Rap Boy and we'll kind of see kind of you know where this goes and it's it's only just I don't think it's in particular match order but. Of course, you know, the first match is, you know, Seth Rollins versus um, Nakamura for any last man standing for the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, I'd really love to see Seth Rollins retain that belt, but after what happened Monday night, I it's going to be we may have we may have a new champion. <laughs> you know, we may have a new champion. I, you know, like I said, I'm not a big Nakamura fan, but, you know, after what took place Monday night, you know, Seth is really going to have to step his game up if he wants to keep that belt. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Rapoy, what are your thoughts on Seth Rollins and Nakamura? Nakamura, he's going to, he's going to take it. Nakamura takes it. Yeah, because you're going to somebody new for a little bit. I, I, as, mu- as much as I, I, I don't want to, yeah, I, I, I think it's Nakamura, you know, over Seth Rollins, and you know, just just to bring a, a fresh perspective, and and I'll get to my reasoning by the time actually, we get to the end, but I do believe actually, let me short it, okay? Nakamura is going to get it, okay? Oh, he's shutting. Damien Priest is going to go cash in his briefcase. That's well, a possibility, I'll, I'll, too. I'll, and, and, and I'll get to my reasoning, which ties back into that when we get through the rest of the um, the rest of the card. 
because um, I, I I do have a theory. Um, okay. And I, again, I don't know what what order these matches are in, um, but the next match they have listed is Cena and LA Knight versus the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, Granny. Who, who do you think's the I would really loved. I would really love to see Cena and LA Knight take that match. I really would. I'm hoping that they do. I think it's gonna be a. a, I think it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough match, and it could go either way. But I really, I really think that Cena and LA Knight's gonna come out on top, and I'm hoping that I'm right right in saying that. So, Rat Boy, who, who do you got? I'm going with the bloodline. Because simple reason that the bloodline is going to be there, okay? But you got to watch it now. You got the Mr. Vin Vent, you know, Jim Uso and Cody Rhodes might, might put their two cents in it. Right, yeah, I mean, you definitely got to watch out for that. You got to watch out for a maybe a potentially returning Roman Reigns um, in that match. I, yep. I, I do think the bloodline gets it. And, again, you know, there's going to be some controversy around it, I'm sure. Um, yes. Paul Heyman is probably definitely getting involved. Um, but I do see Cena and Knight losing. Um, and I don't think that hurts LA Knight at all. Um, I think it kind of adds to – his character, but I do see the bloodline coming out. You know, uh, I can see, I can see on the next preview that it might be uh, John Cena versus Ellie Knight. That would mean Ellie Knight turns heel, though. I, I just, I, I don't know if that's where we're at with Ellie Knight yet. I don't, I'm not saying it won't happen. I just don't know if we're at that point. I in, don't think, I don't um, think we're at that point of him turning heel yet. So. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I like that idea. I mean, if it happens, it definitely would shock everybody. Um, yeah. But I think if, if, if that happens, I think it kills some of his momentum that he's got because he's really got the fans behind him. But then again, you know, you, you and I hate kind of bringing Dusty Rhodes back up all the time, but, you know, he said that the, the way to take a – to make a really good baby face is you take a red-hot heel – and turning babyface just like they did with Nikita Koloff when Magnum T.A. got hurt. They mm-hmm. they switched a, a guy that we despised because he was Russian and a Russian sympathizer and wanted to take every title back to Russia so we would never see it again. And literally in, in, in a show, turned him to one of the, the, the biggest babyfaces that the company has seen. So. Yeah. Yeah, could 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 happen. And I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna turn L.A. Knight heel so quick yet, just because of L.A. Knight's interactions, you know, with Miz off and on, you know, with what they've been having going on off and on too. So. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think we've seen the last of L.A. Knight in the Miz. I'm sure we haven't. You know, they, they work very well together. They kind of remind me of kind of Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, how well they work together and how well their matches kind of flow. <laughs> it's got that kind of kind of vibe to me. But I, but I do see the bloodline, again, coming out, you know, on, on top of that one. Um, third on the list, again, it's not in any particular order other than what I found on the Internet. 
is Io Sky, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. And I, I don't like triple threat matches for titles because I'm kind of old school. I think it, a championship title should be defended one-on-one, and the winner is the winner. And, uh, you know, I don't and like involving a third person. I get the concept, but you got Io Sky, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair, Granny. Who do you got coming out on that? That's a tough one because those are really three strong, tough ladies. Oscar might pull that off. I mean, you know, I really, I, I would like to. I, I think Oscar, I think Oscar might take it. I mean, you know, but there again, Charlotte Flair is such a strong, you know, Eo Sky. You know, she's no slouch either. So I mean, it's going to definitely be a worthy match for any for whoever does win it but I think I think that, I think maybe Oscar might take that okay I, I, I can see that Rappel who do you got okay I, I got uh, Yo Sky because one one triple reason okay somebody's going to show up like Bianca Belair Make sure Eo Sky wins that belt so Bianca have a chance off of her. That's true. I didn't think, think about that. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, a possibility. Yeah, you think Eo Sky retains because yep. of Bianca Belair. Then, then, then all of a sudden, her music, her music hits after she wins, it's Bianca Belair. And all of a sudden, next pay-per-view event is going to be Bianca Belair versus Eo Sky. Yeah, I, I I could see that, but my, you know, if I was a betting man, and you know, you know, we bet with our gut most of the time. My, you know, I think I, I agree with Granula, but I think Oscar, I think, you know, wins this match. However, it ha- however it, it, you know, it, it pans out. I think this match of the five of them has the potential to really be the 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 show stealer or the the best match on the card. Again, not taking anything away from anybody else, but I think this is kind of the sleeper match where we're, we don't really expect a lot, but I think we're going to get a heck of a match between these three women because of how tough they are. You know, I mean, listen, Charlotte Flair is a flair. She, she was trained by, you know, by the best and she's got and, that uh, lineage and, and, and that bloodline in her. But I think Asuka, I think Asuka steals this one, I think. I think she steals it okay, in a, in a speaking semi-controversial Speaking of Oscar, speaking of Oscar, okay, I got a spoiler alert, okay? I read it somewhere online, okay, that Kyra Singh is coming back to tie team with Oscar in the near future. Okay. Because, because I would like to see that, that happen. They, 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 they mentioned her name that she's ready to come back to the WWE. Okay. 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 That's why I, I didn't see, uh, I would love to see that. Yes, me too. Because I think the, the women's tag team division is is a little lean right now, you know, and, and I can see Oscar tagging up, but, you know, my gut just says I think Oscar is – you know, your next, you know, <clears throat> women's champion. 
Um, but again, you know, we're, we're going to wait and see. It's probably one of the ones that I'm really going to watch as it happens rather than record it um, because I, I think it's got that much buzz to it. Um, the next match we have is um, LWO against Lashley and the Street Profits, Granny. Who's your favorite? Oh, wow. Well, you know, <laughs> I'd like to see LWO take that, but I don't know, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, that's going to be... That's going to be a tough match. I mean, it's, I I think, and, you know, as much as I would like to see LWO take it, I think probably Lashley and the Street Profits are probably going to come out on top. Okay. Rapoy, what, what are your thoughts? Okay, I got a theory on this one, okay? Think about it, okay? I read it online somewhere. I don't know if it's, it's true or not. I'm just going to say it's a spoiler alert. Okay, Street Profits will win. Okay, the uh, LWO is going to kick Ray Mysterio out and bring out the new guy, their new leader. And I bet you the new leader is going to be Alberto Del Rio. Really? Wow. 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 That's one of the names I've been bringing up for a while now. Alberto Del Rio should be coming back to the WWE. Mm. And this is this chance right here, right now, you know? I see. I, I, have, a, I have the same winners um, that, that Granny has. I think last thing the Street Profits win. Um, I think Santos turns on Rey Mysterio, and Santos leaves the LWO in, you know, in, in by the end of this match. I think there's a a miscommunication. I think Santos, you know, hits Rey Mysterio by accident. I think it allows one of the Street Profits to pick up the win. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there's a, a, a falling out between Santos and, and Rey. And yeah. whether Santos goes breaks out on his own or does he join Lashley and the Street Profits to strengthen that fashion up a little bit. But I definitely see this because, being the end of... Yeah, because, see, even though Santos was happy for Mysterio when he got that belt, you know, I'm sure that Santos wasn't really happy that he wasn't able to, you know, try to get that title, you know, because he was injured and, and everything. And I'm like you. I, I think there's going to be some hard feelings there between him and Rey Mysterio. Yes, because this has quietly, quietly been burning since Ray won the title. They haven't really mm-hmm. pushed it. You know, Santos keeps saying that he's happy for his friend, you know, and mentor, and you know how happy he is for Ray, you know, being a Hall of Famer and but being able to all, hold that title. We all know. We all know that deep down inside that anger that's been building, like, okay, I lost my opportunity to get that title built. You know, I didn't get I didn't get that chance to to win that belt. You know, Ray had to step up and and <clears throat> you know take my place and that's gonna cause some hard feelings. I yes, think. and and I think Santos's reason is Ray stole that opportunity from me. Mm-hmm. He took advantage of me while I was hurt. And all of this anger has been building inside of him for for weeks and months now, and I think it's finally going to come out, you know, at Fastlane. 
which could, you know, again, be a great story building towards Santos and Ray battling for True. the U.S. title True. at WrestleMania. I think that would be a great True. match. Um, but just slowly, you know, we're already in, we're at, you know, by the time this all hashes out, we're, you know, midway through October. So you have November, December, January, February. You have five months to build a really good story between Ray and Santos and let him get all of this anger out and really kind of, you know, without involving Ray directly, but laying waste to the LWO and um, kind of, you know, breaking out on his own or, again, joining um, the Street Profits, you know, as, as the, you know, a, a new member. And I think that would be great, yeah. you know, for his career. I, you know, I'd love to see that and kind of him kind of, you know, break out on his own. Um, but, again, it would be an sure. interesting match. Um, you know, but, again, I think Lashley and the Street Profits, um, you know, take this one. And then last, I mean, and again, it, it's probably not the last match, um, but you have the Judgment Day, you know, against Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, Granny Fortage, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Well, I would love to see Cody and uh, and Jey Uso take that, and but I know how Judgment Day works. I mean, right now there's a lot of friction. Damian Priest and, um, oh, the guy, I can't think of his name. Yeah, the other guy that's been coming in and kind of, you know, Damian Priest isn't real happy with him right now and for a lot of various yeah. reasons. And, you know, and he, you can see that anger building and, you know, and old dear sweet mommy had to break up the fight between the two boys the other night again, you know. And I mean, um, you know, Damien Priest. I mean, I'm not a big Judgment Day fan. I mean, I, I don't like Damien Priest. I never really have liked Damien Priest ever since he's come in to WWE. But yeah, I there's gonna be there's gonna be problems there and somehow I mean the judgment day unfortunately probably is gonna be out on top as much as I hate I would love to see Cody and Jay win that. I really would, but I think the judgment day they're gonna unfortunately they're they're probably gonna be victorious. I mean, like I said, I would love to see it go the other way, obviously, but I don't know. I know how judgment day works and so you know, they they can't win. They can't win without help, and you know they they're always wanting to interfere somehow, some way. And but that that friction between Damien and that other guy there, you know, there that's going to be a lot of problems too. So you know, it could go right. either way. But right. I, I'm really hoping that Cody and and Jay come out on top on that one. So right, right, boy. What are your thoughts? I'm going with the opposite, with Cody and Jay Uso, because what it is that you can see it, I can see it now, okay? The bloodline's going to get mad, pissed off, because one of their own got a tie team belt, and the other one <clears throat> Okay. I'm going with, I, and, and okay? No, we so set up with Rhodes and, and Uso. Yeah, I'm going to Cody. Okay. And and I, unfortunately, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Granny, on a recorded podcast that will be around forever. But 
I agree with Rat Boy. Um, well, I would love, I, I would love, I would love, I would love to see Cody and Jay be victorious. I really would. I just know how Judgment Day works, you know. I know, and I don't like the heels, you know. But I just got something. I don't know. But I would, I would, I would really love to see Jay and Cody take it. I really would. Yeah, uh, so. and, and my thoughts again, just, just my opinion, and. You know, uh, and how I feel about it. I think Cody, and I think this match is the next to the last match. Um, with, of course, you, you should always end with, you know, a world championship title match. So I think Rollins and Nakamura are last. I think Rhodes and Uso win the match, um, which creates some friction between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I don't know if Jake McDonald gets involved, and and it, and it costs them you know, the opportunity with a mistake or a miscue, and they lose it. Um, but I, I could see Damian Priest cashing in on Nakamura right after oh, the I match. Oh, I could see. And now, yeah. now winning the World Heavyweight Championship. And if that happens, I think that is the end of Finn Balor being in Judgment Day. I think him and J.D. McDonough go their separate ways, and, now you know, now they're together. You know, they are now a tag yep. team, and yeah. we'll do battle with the Judgment Day. Yeah, and that would and, be awesome I mean, because, like I said, that would be mm-hmm. absolutely awesome. You know, and I remember I, I used to go to um, New Moon Rising Wrestling in Deptford, New Jersey, and that's where I first saw um, Damian Priest wrestle was there. Um, he was Punisher Martinez at the time, and, you know, I got to see him there. And even there he was, I mean, listen, he's, he's a big guy. Um, and even there, with, I mean, when you see him in person, he, I mean, he he's a very large individual. Yeah, um, he is. You know, my huge, my my son, my my son had the the same kind of interaction you did, Granny, with the crowd. Um, when when I when I took him there, I he had never seen a a, a live wrestling event, um, and this was a small independent promotion, literally right around the street from us, probably I don't know, eight years ago, seven eight years ago, something like that, and. I took him and I thought, well, let me see how he. Re- he doesn't do good around crowds. He's not. He he has Asperger syndrome, so he he's not uh, very interactive when it when it comes to like new environments and new people. And they had a almost like a um, he was a heel manager, um, kind of short, but but a rather large guy. I can't remember his name, and he just taunted everybody in the crowd. Well, we sat in the second row but on the aisle where all the wrestlers came out. And I let my son sit on the end. And this guy came out and just, you know, my son was cheering. And this guy just kind of got in my son's face. And this guy's screaming at him. I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, does my son understand kind of what's going on? You know, how has he taken it? And then my son just started, like, screaming back at him and and giving him a what for. And every time (laughs) – they kind of passed each other. Now my son, uh, now, now my son is following him, following him around the barricades, just like laying into him. And I'm like, this Good for him. This is what this is what pro wrestling is. This is yeah. what makes it oh, work yeah. for people. Yeah. This this is why this is why these guys do what they do. This is why these guys literally punish their bodies, you know, each and every week and train, you know, hours and hours on end is to do this, to get this kind of reaction well, out of a young boy. You I know, have and, had 
I have had wrestlers, I have had promoters come to me and tell me, Granny, thank you for being here. Thank you for what you do. Because he said, without people like you, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't do this. It, you know, a fan, and I've said this once before, and I'll say it again. A fan can either make you or break you in this wrestling business. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it wasn't for the fans, if it wasn't for the fans, you wouldn't have a show. I mean, I remember being at an independent show over here in Oklahoma, and it was a small crowd that night. I mean, maybe 30 people was in the building, you know, and it was in a small, very small venue. And I heard the wrestlers in the back before the show started. They said, well, it's going to be an awesome show because Granny's in the house. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just me. I'm nobody special. I don't consider myself to be anybody special. I never have and I never will be. I just enjoy, I love doing what I do. I love making it fun for the other fans. I love making it fun for the wrestlers because these wrestlers know I'm not going to step back. I'm not afraid of any of them. I will get in their face. <laughs> wholeheartedly <laughs> right from i mean you know you, you can talk all the smack you want to granny but it's it's not going to work because i'm going to get right back and i'm going to jump right back in your face and i'm going to tell you right what because yeah, that's just the way and, that and i he, am right and, and to your point you know the fans and, and and these performers understand that they know you know exactly how valuable the fans are and you, you, it's it's never the the lukewarm wrestlers that we get behind. You know, it's the guys that we either can't stand or we love them to death. Like, and, and that's the guys. You know, the, and that's what these guys are shooting for. You're either going to boo me at the top of your lungs, or you're going to cheer for me. You know, until you're hoarse. And that's what these yep. guys drive for each and every time. And, you know, and, they get out there and, in front of the, the crowd. And the and the bad guys, they love it. When the crowd, they'll they'll start chanting my name. They'll granny, granny, and they'll like put their hands over their ears. Stop chanting her name. Shut up. Start, you know, and they love it when they do because I mean, you know, I'll stand up and I'll just wave my hands, and the crowd gets louder. And you know, it's like I, uh, my husband and I, I took him after he got out of the hospital. I took him to a show in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, for United Wrestling Entertainment. And Cole Kilbane, he's one of the biggest heels there is in the business. And he always is, he he always usually teases me. How's your osteoporosis today, Granny? And uh, have you been drinking your milk lately? And I said it's not osteoporosis; it's osteoarthritis. There's a difference there. But he hasn't been doing that much lately. But he says. My God, Granny, what are you doing here? I thought you were six feet under. <laughs> he hadn't seen me in a while. He hadn't seen me in a while. Hey, and Granny, going, right. don't feel yeah. too bad. Don't feel too bad. But we were just, we were going we were going back and forth. We were going back and forth, you know. And one night I saw him at a show, and I said, "Everybody loves Granny," and he says, "I don't." 
You know, he says, who all doesn't love Granny here? And there was a couple people that raised their hand in the crowd, but most everybody says, we love Granny. You know, she's awesome. We, you know, but it just, that's what I love doing. That's what I love about this business. I mean, I I just try to make it fun for everybody, you know. And there's there's sometimes where by the time the end of the night's over with and that show's over with, I have no voice left either. I mean, it's just like. No, it it is, and it's all, you know, it's all-encompassing. You know, these guys devote so much time and energy to to their craft that, you know, it's, it really is, you know, a a, a great time. And, you know, you can really Uh, appreciate what, you know, what they, you know, to do what they do, um, you know, again, day in and day out. But, Granny, have, have you watched the the Netflix series Wrestlers with Al Snow in it? No, I have not. I would like to. I have not seen it, but I would like to. It, it is it is, it is is very, very well done. I think it's, it's, it's short. It's only seven or eight episodes, um, you know, and, and it goes over, you know, OVW and – Al Snow kind of running things, mm-hmm. and you know it 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 gives you a a unique perspective into really how hard these guys work before <laughs> they kind of get to um you know the big time and you know all of the not only the, you know the training these guys do but really how how much effort goes into putting on just you know a show or building towards a bigger show, but what I found unique was. They were out passing out flyers for a show. I can't remember what show it was, um, but all the wrestlers were out. They were in their gear passing out flyers, and there was a guy kind of standing by a a trash can, and you could tell that he probably hasn't had, you know, something neat, let alone a shower, in in quite some time. <clears throat> and as he's walking by, now these wrestlers don't make a lot of money. Most of them were making 50, 60 bucks a show. Maybe a little more depending on their popularity, but one of the wrestlers that didn't show really who it was, but he handed this guy just a little bit of cash, kind of slipped it to him, kind of in a handshake, and that was it. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, here's this guy that really probably took what he what he just earned or was just paid to show up, and gave it to a complete stranger because that stranger needed it more than he did. And it shows you that these guys, you know, this, first of all, they are they are larger than life when they're on TV, right? They're some of them, you know, come off as supernatural, superhuman, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they have families they go home to. They have, you know, some of them have other jobs that they do, and they 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 are human beings at the end of the day. And you know, it showed just a, a little bit of a, you know, the more compassionate side to some of these guys. And I say guys, I mean it was, it was men and women. Um, but it, it, it's a really good good show for a wrestling fan. It's great for non wrestling fans. It's it's a very good documentary. Um, it gives you an in depth thing. They they convinced Al Snow to to have one more match in the ring, which I thought was great. Um, and you see the the pain that he goes through, you know, preparing for the match. <laughs> and I think Netflix did a, a fantastic job putting it together. I hope they do another season. I hope they continue it. Um, and, and do another eight shows or so, you know, in, in the next couple of months. Again, now that the writer's strike is over, maybe they will. But, you know, it, it really shows a, a whole other side to 
you know, the pro wrestling business and just how dedicated everybody involved is. <laughs> not only the not only performers, but the promoters, the the setup teams, and and everything that that goes into it. it you know, if you have a chance to check it out on Netflix, I would definitely. Yeah, I will. Give it yet. a watch. But but I, I can tell you a little fantastic. story. I can tell you a little story. Okay. A couple of years ago, my buddy called me and said, "Yo, we need an elf for this uh, Christmas uh, thing that we're having." You know. Toys for Tops out there in Delaware. Would you like to uh, be our elf? I said, sure, why not? Right? I was in the dressing room, right? We just got done doing the show. The guy, the promoter, comes up to me, right? Gave me uh, something like $200 just being there as an elf, right? I walked up to the Toys for Tops box. I got the envelope in there. I said, I don't wow, need this money. that's very nice. I dropped the envelope in the Toys for Cock box. Right? On the way out, somebody seen me, right? They, they ran out of the door after me and said, yo, rat, rat. I said, what? You dropped something. I said, no, put it back. It's for the kids. I don't want, I don't want to get paid. I've done it for the kids. They said, okay. Well, so and you do have the softer side, Rat Boy. You see that? You have the softer side. Anything to do with Toys for Tots on there? Because, because yeah, I, I, I done Toys for Tots for them. I done Toys for Tots for the Sunshine Foundation. You know, I've been doing this for years. <clears throat> you know, I don't want to get paid. You know, I'm doing it for the kids. Right. Just like this, like uh, one time. I went down right here in my neighborhood. We had a New, Jer- New Jersey uh, All-Pro restaurant come come down, the restaurant in our park, okay? Okay. I was sitting in a, I was sitting in a crowd, and all these kids n- knew who I was, right? The wrestler don't even know who I was, but the manager did. Her name was April Hunter. Okay? Okay. She said, he said, that old man over there is a wrestler. Just pointed at me, right? And the guys and that wrestler said, "Yo, old man, what do you got?" I said, "I went like this. Don't call me old. You're older than me, right?" And he said, "Yeah, right." You know, and all of a sudden, all these kids start rallying around. I said, "Rat, rat, rat! Get in there! Get in there! Get in there!" Right? I said, <laughs> "I said I'd love to get in there, but I'm not. Un- I'm uh." Not on contract to be here today to wrestle. I'm here as a fan, just like just like you guys, right? Because this is my hometown, my home park here. That's why I showed up just to sit here and see what this old timers got here to wrestle in this park. And at the end, right? At the end, he drove, he pushed me off to the side, right? Because I was leaving, he pushed me off to the side, shook my hand, said. So you're good. You're very good. I hope we meet, we meet down the road in the future. I said, I hope so, too. But we never met. <laughs> and it was, oh, very nice. You know, he came up well, to me, cool. and plus, plus April Hunter came up and gave me a big hug and a kiss and all. You know. So we had, right. we had a good time, you know, because, because he didn't know that that was... He didn't know that that was my, my home twice there where I used to hang at. 
and everybody knew who okay. I was. Even right. because it happened in a in a baseball field, okay, in in a park. And I was going to get hit with the people that own the baseball field. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah. And I feel still there, too. That park is still there, but it's under a different name, though. It's okay, oh, you know? Oh, wow. No, but, 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 the, but, the people that still, but my friend still owns the uh, the field there. He said, uh, after I pass away, they're going to get a statue and put me right next to the lady that, that was running the contestant stand there. They're going to put a statue in <laughs> me there. <laughs> Okay, you can do it. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. But great, yeah. you know, I know you mentioned that, you know, you're, um, you you live in Arkansas, right, Granny? Is, is, am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I live well, in I, Springdale, Arkansas. I was, where, where at? I'm sorry? Spring, Springdale. Springdale. I, because I actually, I'm trying to remember when it was back in, I guess, end of June. Um, I actually vacationed in Arkansas. As, as weird as that may sound to some people listening, yes, there are great vacation spots in the state of Arkansas. And I where stayed were in an you Airbnb. Where were well, you? I stayed at an Howard? Airbnb. I was stayed at an Airbnb that a friend of mine owns on Beaver Lake in Arkansas. Okay, Beaver Lake, yeah. Yeah, oh, beautiful lake. <laughs> you know. It, just so well, nice you have, to be out you there. Have part of, you have part of, like, Beaver Lake near, like, um, like Rogers, Arkansas, and then you yes. have Table Rock yep. Lake, which is over by Eureka Springs, and so. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were just outside actually, of Rogers, Arkansas. Yeah, I'm only actually, like, nine miles from Fayetteville, the home of the Arkansas Razorbacks in Fayetteville. It's a college okay. town, and. Yeah, so, Wu Suey, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was it was a great time, and I'm actually looking forward to going back, probably next summer. Well, gosh, just, you, you know, man, enjoying you the come house. Back, and, you come back, you come back to Arkansas. You better be messaging me so we can hook up and I, see I, each other. You know. I I definitely will. That's why <clears> I brought it up. I definitely will. Um, but you I remember say driving to Tulsa, we, we, we drove through, or we drove to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's where we flew into. And, yeah. you know, even that drive and it is beautiful. I think we drove through the Indian Reservation and out to the airport from Arkansas. It was just so nice, you know, that, that part of the country. Um, and I walked into a um, Walmart and... Uh, you know, we walked in what I thought was the grocery side, and we're doing some grocery shopping, my wife and I, and we're picking some things up, and we're like, where do we get, like, clothes from? Like, I need, like, shorts or I need a T-shirt. She's like, this isn't that kind of Walmart. I'm like, what do you mean it's not this kind of Walmart? It was just a grocery store. They didn't sell. You were oh, you were in stuff. a neighborhood. You were in a Walmart neighborhood Na market, probably. Na neighborhood market, yes. I couldn't think of the name of it. That's exactly what it was. And I felt so dumb after asking it. And I looked around. I'm like, oh yeah, this is just a grocery store. And it was so nice, though. I mean, you know, and just a great time. You know, we were able to relax. We 
we're out on this boat dock. We took this boat out a couple of times and just sat on the water and just had a a, a, a fantastic time. Um, but you know, again, we'll, you know, we'll definitely get back there. And uh, when I do, I'll let you know when we're going to be there and you know, you know, meet up and you know, have dinner or something or whatever. And you know, put 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 faces to names, which which I think would be that fantastic. would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But Rappel, as as we wind this thing down, man, you got anything coming up this week or next? No, but uh, I got something uh, will be coming up next month. What's that? Okay, it's no other than uh, no other than Tammy Stitch shining. She goes before a trial on November twenty seventh. What's that? that one? You broke up a little bit, at least on my end. All right, November 27th, Tiny yeah. Stitch, okay, going oh, against yeah. Florida, going against Florida as a, as a risk to the community. She cannot drive no more. Yeah, her trial is, is coming up. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah I did read that. I actually read that today. Oh, wow. I actually read that today. Yep. That means she might be losing everything. Uh, she might have 26 years more behind uh, bars. So that's that's so heartbreaking. I. And I tell you what, she don't, her her like and, Tammy. she don't even look like her no more. She's nah, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. No. But but Granny, I, I know you mentioned you know a show that they they might be doing for you and Dave in December. Do you have any details on on that? Specifics or well, it's um, I'm sure it's going to be here in Tulsa. I mean, that's where the biggest uh, wrestling for a cause shows are is in the Tulsa area. Um, I know that um, they'll have stuff like um, silent auction items, raffle. You know, pretty much all the proceeds because they are a nonprofit organization. Everything that they bring in, you know, ticket sales and everything, and they'll probably have some items that they'll auction off live, you know, like at intermission and everything. So um, I don't have a lot of details yet. I just know the date um, of when it's going to be taking place. They were shooting for January at first um, when the promoter first was talking to me about it, and then he messaged me one day last week and said we're going to be doing it December 2nd because – David and I were the type of people that we, I mean, if he's got a child out there that is needing their help, we're firm believers that the kids come first, you know, before. Absolutely, yes. Before us, you know. And, hey, um, Granny, you know, Granny, yes, I got three words yes. for you. I got three words for you. All right? Need a elf? I still got my elf costume. but um so anyways um i know it's going to be december 2nd and uh we um we pretty much have helped with this organization pretty much from day one i mean we started helping with wrestling for a cause back i think it was like their second show we actually went to and it's kind of funny because I've known the promoter from other wrestling shows, I mean, 
probably 20 plus years, you know, I've known Tim for a long time and wrestling for a cause has been around. They're getting ready to have their 12th year anniversary show the 21st of this month. 12 years that this organization has been running. They did their first show for a little boy by the name of Ryder. And, uh, that's how wrestling for a cause all got started. <clears throat> and, um, Okay. So I asked him, I said, I said, Tim, I said, do you know what my real name is? And he says, no, all I've ever known you by was Granny. So I had to tell him <laughs> what my real name was because my wrestling family, they all, the wrestlers all call me Granny. Their spouses call me Granny. The kids call me Granny. The fans call me Granny. I am Granny Hulkster in the wrestling world. And that's the way, right. you know, it's been ever since I've had this gimmick name. And um, so, I, I, like I said, I love doing what I do. I love helping <clears throat> with what I can help with um, when I can help with it. Um, I pick up merchandise a lot of times for, for Tim for the show. You know, he needs T-shirts. I pick them up because the guy that prints his T-shirts up, they print them up in Fayetteville, and I go by, I get the shirts. Matter of fact, the last show that they did in September, my husband was actually in the hospital. I had to go to Arkansas on the 8th of September, go pick up T-shirts, bring them back to Oklahoma for the show the next night. And David was actually in the hospital. And I said, now nah, I can take the shirts over and come back. And he says, no, baby. He says, you've been here at this hospital with me every day. He says, you need a break. Go to the show. They need you there. Go to the show. And so I went to the show, but I kept checking on him all throughout the night, you know, and everything. And <laughs> one of my friends were t was telling me, he said, it almost made him cry to see me so down and out before the show started because of everything going on. But as soon as that clock started ticking down to showtime, the granny holster came out, you know, and and it's like one of the nurse practitioners at the hospital when they were talking about sending him home the 6th of September, and I knew it was too soon to send him home because I knew that there was a problem. I really thought the granny holster in me was going to have to come out and put that woman in a headlock because <laughs> it was like, she was like, you know, I, my hands are tied. He's going home. And I said, over my dead body, I said, you send him home and something happens. It's not going to be me, on me or my husband. It's going to be on you in this hospital. I mean, my husband told right. the liver surgeon doctor that they could have sold tickets because I was that <laughs> adamant about, like, you know, fighting for, I was being his advocate, like, no, you are not sending him home. Not with wow. what's going on, that's, and we had we awesome. had obviously <laughs> legitimate reasons for him not being discharged that soon. So, you know, we and and believe it or not, the liver surgeon actually changed his tune about how things were. Like when he realized, because my, while my husband was in the house, he had two oncologists, an infection doctor, and the liver surgeon. Like all taking care of him. We had four doctors and go oh, wow. You know, so yeah, there was <clears throat> and you know the 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 two oncologists like, you know, like I would never send him home if I did not feel like it was safe. I said, "Okay, I'm going to trust your judgment only because you're talking to us, not at us." 
you know, right, you're, right, you're, right. you're listening to our concerns. And I have just been, <clears throat> so when I got David home, he broke down one night and he started crying and he hugged me and he says, you've been my rock. And I'm just like, I said, okay, stop because you're going to get me crying, you know, and everything. And because we'll be married 14 years, December 19th of this year. But we've been together oh, wow. 20 years. We've been together 20 years on December 19th of this year, but we've been actually married 14 years 14, on that date. Wow. Yeah, but we've been together 20. Since we've been together December 19th of 2003 was when we got together. And we got married December 19th of 2009, six years later. Wow. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> but, yeah, listen, when, when you get all the details worked out, please shoot them to me. You know, I will I will put it out, you know, on on Thursday nights. I'm sure Brady will put it out on Tuesdays to help promote this thing and, you know, try to get as many people there, you know, as we can. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. So I've, I will keep you all posted for sure, so. Absolutely, but you know, you I, never I, know. You, you never taking... know. You might show up, Green. You never <laughs> know. Come on, rat boy. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> you know? right. Bring Brady with you. Bring Brady with you. Right. You know? Road trip, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. There you go. Yeah, but Green, I just uh, thank oh, you for taking me. Let me. I want to plug in something real quick, okay? Yeah, Going on eight years. Going on eight years now on the book of uh, Russell and Six. Get the book by Bill Ashner because it's going on eight years. Yep. Yeah, you okay. wrote that book. Well, thanks for inviting right. me onto the show tonight, Howard. It was a pleasure to be able to be here. Granny, with you guys you're welcome tonight, here so. anytime. Yeah, I know. Anytime you no. want to call in. I know. I know I never need an in I know I never need an invitation, <laughs> but you know, it was really sweet for you to to message me before the show tonight and say, Hey, call in if you can, you know. So, um, I really wasn't doing anything, so glad to do it. Well, I do appreciate your time and your input. It was fantastic and you know, and, and everybody out there listening, you know, just continue to pray, pray for Stro as he continues to get better. Um, Amen. You know, and again, I said mm-hmm. I, I said it at the beginning of the show. You know, we're just keeping the seat warm, show. We're just kind of going to pilot this ship until you get back and <clears> you know, <throat> take over the helm again. You know, and you know, we're waiting for that. And you know, when you're able, brother, and 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 feeling up to it, we would love to hear from you if you could call in and just chat with us. You know, say hi. You know, we I'm sure we and when and that. when that day comes, when that day comes, it'll be the biggest party ever in the world of professional wrestling <laughs> yep yes it will yes sir so strong we're praying for you brother we love you thank everybody for listening um don't forget we'll tune in on tuesday night for in the room with the ecwa hall of famer brady hicks and then we'll be right back here with wcw retro on thursday night both programs start at nine o'clock um, everybody have a great night and thanks for tuning in good night let's everybody go Phillies. let's go Phillies. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. VOC Nation's own Stroh Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year. From the VOC Nation family, to all of you, please continue to pray for Stroh Maestro for his continued recovery 
You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash palpistrong. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. We're still out there, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.